Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Uh, Logan Paulson, of course, my co-host on Take Command, uh, with us here on The Hoffman Show. Uh, We'll talk more later in the week on Take Command about Logan's trip to the Senior Bowl last week. Crazy, because, you know, this draft is so important, and we've spent so much time on it already, Uh, and then all this stuff happens, and you were in Mobile, and then it's like, Hey guys, uh, do you guys ever want to do the, the senior bowl debrief podcast? We will later in the week. Uh, everyone, everyone stay patient right now, though, all eyes on the press conference today and the coordinator hiring. So here to combine those two, Logan, my big takeaway offensively from the press conference today and wh- the moment where I went, Oh, that's why he hired Cliff Kingsbury is he talked about the one of the words that he wants to have uh, describe this football team as explosive. And that's going to involve like vertical shots down the field. And then when he was asked about the current roster, he's like, you know, I love the interior, the D line. We need to build up the lines. Interior is really important offensively and defensively. And the receiver position is really important too. I like those guys. They create matchups. Like we can, we need to, to use those, uh, that really well. And I, and I think about like the problems last year offensively. And, uh, especially I think of Terry's frustration where, you know, he straight up in post game press conferences was like, we need to throw the football down the field more. Like just give me a chance. And to me, if I'm Dan Quinn and I've got a guy like Terry, who's great contested catch, you know, four, three speed and is not being used vertically. And, you know, I, I look at this draft and there's a bunch of big X receivers and uh, guys that can get down the field. You have Jahan Dotson, who's another four, three guy. Deami Brown is under contract, another four, three guy, like the ability to get the ball down the field and them not doing it the last couple of years has been so mystifying. And you know, if nothing else, while all the other stuff you said about Cliff in the run game and Cliff doing this and Cliff doing that are true, 
Cliff Kingsbury is going to sling the football down the field. Like there's going yeah. to be some deep shots available. So to me, that's where that all came together. And I'm curious, uh, in the film study and, and kind of what you've been hearing around the league, like that vertical element, uh, to the passing game and how it fits with some of the personnel that's here. And, and if that ties to any of the, the top quarterbacks in this draft and, and their skill sets. Yeah. Well, I think that, you know, you bring up a great point. There's certain guys, like certain offensive play callers, and you can tell what like their home base is, like where they feel really comfortable. Like, if they're kind of in a little bit of a rut, like what's the call they're going to? So like the classic Bill Callahan example is he's running 12 or 13 duo. Like that's like, like that's home base for him. That's where he feels most secure. And you can tell Cliff feels most secure in, in the gun. We're spread out. We've got one back in the backfield and we've got four wide outs and we are trying to get down the field, you know, in a drop back passing scenario. So don't get it twisted. Like his offense has evolved and he's changed, but at his core, like he is a pass game guy who wants to be innovative in that space. So I definitely agree. I think, I think the one thing that Dan said, which I think is really important to kind of hear for football fans at home is this idea that a uh, cliff under cliff in his offense understands how to create space. Cause you got, you know, space players, you want to maximize their opportunities. You mentioned Terry, you mentioned Jahan, obviously De'Ami Brown under contract. Right. But I think that's one thing. And then also just defenses that give him a hard time. And that's oftentimes like you see, like Kyle finds um, offense or finds defensive structures that give him a hard time, and he hires that defensive staff. I think when I remember when I was in San Francisco, and we were prepping for games um, in in the in the division. I talked to the defensive coordinator, saw, and I was like, "What's the hardest defense in the division to prep for?" And he's like, "By far, Arizona, because of what they do. They go hurry up. They have these wide bunches. They get these guys out there quick. They've got the quarterback that can run." And I just thought. Like he just basically found something that gives defensive coordinators a really hard time and said, I want that here with me. Cause I do think when you watch it, like you said, like, you know, he does all this innovative stuff, creating space, wants to push the football down the field. But I think the core tenant of the value add here from Cliff is understanding space and understanding space players and understanding how to get them the ball in those spaces. So I think that's something that I think is really going to be exciting to watch from a football innovation standpoint is how does Cliff get to those uh get to the get to that space with the players that we have here in Washington and maximize those skill sets. So that brings us to uh I would say both forward to and back to the quarterback discussion because he had Kyler in Arizona that he was building around and you know he's in gun all the time. Uh Cliff, you know, offensively was in gun basically all the time. I wonder how much that that had to do with Kyler where he did use pistol um, quite a bit. And that was kind of his solution to take away some of the deficiencies of being in gun all the time. You know, we talked that last year about how gun runs are 90% of the time going to opposite the side of the back and, and some of the other yeah. things angle wise that are really limiting from the gun. And, and I think you did a good job earlier of explaining how cliff uh, does deal with some of that from the angle standpoint, but you know, the pistol can be really, really helpful in dealing yeah. with some of those deficiencies, but also like you're not putting Kyler Murray under center. He's too small. And so right. I do wonder if, you know, a Jaden Daniels, a Caleb Williams average or bigger than average size quarterbacks, obviously Drake may is, is a, you know, he's a prototypical size quarterback. Like I, I wonder, does this system have the ability to go under center and could that then even plug some more holes in it where some of the play action stuff becomes a bigger part and some of these things that would seem to be the next evolution for a Kingsbury offense if he chooses to go there? No, I think that that's a really good question. And I do think one of the things that I came out of the film study is basically saying this guy 
understands some of this offense's limitations and has grown the offense. And so I do think that's one thing that gets me kind of excited in addition to some other things, right? Obviously there's reservations, but in terms of excitement, like one of the things that sticks out to me is like he's able to kind of tailor make positions and opportunities for guys. Like he understands talent. Like Dan Quinn in his press conference talked about how it's his job as a coach to find what the player does well and then, you know, maximize that in the context of the defense. And I felt like there were shades of that with Cliff, right? Hey, we got DeAndre Hopkins. He's a great contested catch guy. Let's give him these opportunities, you know? Um, you know, we've got Rondell Moore there who did, who was a great satellite space player. Let's get him those touches in satellite space opportunities. And I just, and like here's Zach Ertz, a guy that can attack the seam with the best of them, maybe a Hall of Famer. Let's find a way to maximize those guys. And, you know, there were times, honestly, where Kyler's under center in that offense. And again, like you said, you wouldn't think that's something you would do because he is so small. But he used that tool to help maximize the offense for the rest of the playmakers, right? They Obviously, Kyler's a prolific runner. They found ways to get him in the design quarterback run game, again, to maximize what they do offensively. So I just think there's a lot there in terms of him being somewhat flexible, not married totally to his scheme, because I think that's really what you're hiring here is a guy that has offensive foresight and offensive and then an offensive innovation in his blood. And so that was kind of cool to see from that 2021 tape is just a guy who's willing to say, Hey, I don't have all the answers. Like, let's see if I can find some different opportunities to put these guys in better positions to be successful. So that made me feel better about all three of those guys you mentioned, you know, like the, the offense can somewhat be tailor made and kind of fit to fit the skill sets of the guys at the top of this draft. So, you know, if there is an opportunity to take one of those guys, I think, He's gonna he's gonna help maximize those guys, and I don't think it's a coincidence that he's got a history of of helping quarterbacks develop because he understands you know I understands when to take shots, when to deleverage the position. Now that deleveraging looks a little bit different, but he understands that at a high level, and I think he can maximize all three of those guys. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search based on the qualities that are most important to you. Then you can book a free 15-minute consultation call with any therapist you're interested in seeing. So you can get a feel for whether they're the right fit before you commit to a full-length session. Alma also makes it easy for mental health care providers to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of therapists in their directory accept insurance for sessions. So you can find care that's affordable without stressing about the paperwork. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit HelloAlma.com Therapy60 to schedule a free consultation today. That's HelloAlma.com Therapy60. Logan Paulson with us here on the Hoffman Show. Of course, the Take Command podcast, your off-season home for everything Commanders. Logan and I giving that to you twice a week. Uh, although some people, Logan, will be hearing this not as we are right now because we're going to take this interview and put it in the Take Command feed uh, as soon as we're done talking. Uh, so if you're listening to it there, thanks for subscribing. Uh, all right. Uh, you mentioned there are reservations, uh, and I certainly share some of those, and, and you probably have some more detail on some of them with you. I mean, the obvious ones from from the highest of levels is they collapsed in Arizona at the end of every single season that he was there. There were some good seasons, 
some middling seasons and some bad seasons, but the one thing that was consistent was bad Decembers for Kyler Murray and, and bad Decembers for the Arizona Cardinals. And frankly, that was very similar to the results he would have at Texas Tech. They would start hot uh, when he was in Lubbock, and then things would go sideways by the end, and that ultimately is why uh, his alma mater says thank you very much after, what was it, five, six years of him being there. And, and I think some of that has to do with the tempo and you know teams kind of figure it out. He's not able to make that second, third adjustment throughout the season. What are the reservations, the things that you know he needs to to look at to ensure that uh, both that late season uh, decline doesn't happen and, and any other issues and reservations you may have with Kingsbury uh, coming here as the OC? Yeah, so I think one of the things that sticks out about Cliff and that offense is, again, like I've been, I was really impressed with that 2021 film study. I was like, man, this guy knows ball at a high level. You can tell he's more comfortable as a pass game coordinator. Like the, the runs that he runs are somewhat limited. There's not a lot of diversity there. Um, and the protection scheme up front is, is a little bit simplistic. And it makes me think back to some stuff that Scott Turner did, some stuff that EB did that, again, if you live too much in those worlds, and again, he wants to live in those worlds because he's very comfortable with them. But at some point, people are going to be able to exploit them. I don't think there's a coincidence that the teams that are in the Super Bowl have very complex run schemes, very complex protection schemes, very good play action systems, right? Because it just gives defenses more stuff to have to deal with and have to negotiate. So I, I, that is my one reservation. Now, I think he's a bright guy. Like when you talk to people about him, he's a very bright guy and he's a guy that understands football at the highest level. It's just about embracing this other element saying, you know, like, and you can see that he's done. He's taken steps to get that done. But that's one thing where I'm like, I kind of wring my hands a little bit. Like, are you prolific enough in these areas to, to make the offense compl- complicated enough for long enough into the season? And we'll see, we'll, we'll see what that looks like. But Again, I think he's a guy that's shown a, a willingness to change, a willingness to grow, and a willingness to innovate. It's just about making sure that he continues to push himself in those kind of, you know, that offensive line world of how do we make the protections work? How do we make the run scheme work at a high level? And again, you see that on film, and it makes sense. He's an air raid guy. Like, he wants to throw the football, but to win games in the NFL, you need to be able to do both at a high level. So that, that's my one reservation is, is how has he grown? In his kind of time at USC, his year away from the NFL, how has he kind of changed his process? Because, you know, Dan talked about all his his growth and self-analytics during his time in Dallas to get him back to his head coaching role. Hopefully, um, hopefully uh, um, he has done the same thing from a coordinator perspective and said, man, these are some areas where I've had a little bit of a blind spot. Hopefully I can improve. Uh, defensively, uh, we now know that Quinn will not call the plays. Um, I, we talked about it on the podcast last week after hearing KJ Wright talk about it. You kind of wish that he would, or I kind of wish that he would because he's so good at it. But, uh, Joe Witt has been right there with him. Uh, seems like a very capable lieutenant. Uh, we'll see if he can step up a level and, and be that play caller. And he's obviously going to have a lot of, of input from Dan on all of this. But I did, uh, think it was interesting that Quinn identified that interior of the defensive line as a part of the, the roster that he really really likes um obviously if adam peters is like hey dude we got a great trade uh offer for john allen in two weeks from now um that could change but john did say uh at our event on friday night where he was a special guest that he had a great discussion with peters and he feels really good about it so it does seem like he wants to stay he's not going to demand a trade um all, all that wind up to to ask logan like when you look at the pieces here for the the defense that now we know dan quinn is going to run with joe witt what are what are the things that you think fit? What are the things that you're excited about? What are the things where you're like they gotta they gotta do something else there because it doesn't fit schematically with what Dan wants to do? 
Well, I'm just really, ex- honestly, I'm just ecstatic that they are going to have guys, a, a guy in Dan and Wit that understands how to maximize secondary play. I think that's really what I'm looking forward to. Because, like, when you watch Dallas, one of the things that sticks out is, like, A, they understand that their coverage is tied to the rush. It allows them to be very aggressive. It'll be interesting to see if that changes during the time here because, they, you know, as, as of the, this moment, they don't have that elite edge rusher. They've got two guys inside that are very dynamic. But does that change their approach? Um, obviously, I think disguising coverages and then giving them rules and responsibilities for specific situations is something that I think I'm really looking forward to see. So I think, you know, we came out of last year saying, man, you know, we're not very good at the secondary here in Washington. But I really believe that with the right coaching and the right level of communication, you've got some pieces here that, you know, might not be the answer for, you know, five years here, but I think can play better um, this in, in 2024 and 2025. So that's kind of my my optimism here going into this is like when you just look at that secondary play for Dallas, the way they disguise coverages, the way they communicate in the back end, the way they understand where their help is, I, I just think that group is going to get better. So I think all these pieces that people are kind of out on at the moment, I think people say, oh, they're going to be there. You know, they might not be the, the greatest secondary of all time, but I think they're at least passable next year. I think the defense is significantly better as a result. I do too. I am fascinated to see what they do with Emmanuel Forbes because yeah, God, the play, the playmakers that they've had in Dallas and the production they've gotten out of those guys, if they can, they can get that out of Forbes with his ball skills and everything that he was supposed to be coming out. Uh, that could be one hell of a salvation project. Uh, Logan Paulson, uh, you can catch his interview with Dan Quinn on Command Center on the Commander's YouTube page. Uh, and of course, the Take Command podcast with me multiple times each and every week. Uh, our next pod will be later this week. Uh, I'll be out in Vegas. Uh, Logan will be, uh, in, in his home where he normally records it. Uh, but that's, that's okay. It'll still be a great podcast. And we're gonna, we're gonna rely on Logan, even though I'll be the one on location this week. We'll rely on Logan's travels last week and we will recap what he saw down in Mobile at the Senior Bowl. So very much looking forward to that. Uh, Thank you, sir, for your time here on the radio show today, and I will talk to you later, my friend. Thanks, Craig. Look forward to it, buddy. Enjoy the rest of your show, bud. Thank you. Uh, Logan Paulson, everybody, slash that was the Take Command podcast, kind of, uh, here on the Hoffman Show. Okay. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road, any road, the steeper the better. Because my all new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.